Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer one, and great desserts. They even make the bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Hey, listen, I don't care where you're going. I've been standing here since 1959. Here for the Nationals? Yeah. Built lots of cars. This time I'm going to win it. You must be the first. I like to come in early, see what they're building. Johnny Hurricane. Say what? Oh, it's a K-A-R-Z radio, the Mighty 590. I'm a disc jockey. Under partly cloudy skies, the current temperature in the big town, 79 degrees. You got the tops of the pops, the wax to watch. You got Johnny Hurricane. Brian Edison. Good to meet you, Brian. What's that guy? What's this clown doing? Hey, come here, squirrel. You want to race that thing? Cops, man. Well, there's your first one. Go make an example. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much love drives a man insane. You broke my wheel. It's coming after us. Dead on it. Great balls of fire. see someone drive one of these in here. Most of them have to be towed. I'm looking for a chassis which I want to stick a big Hemi engine in. You got anything? Cheap. 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 Going racing? Yeah. Pre-war willies rise up like a cutter through ice. Oh, it'd be a miracle just to see one again. Want to see one? Oh, you see one every now and then sitting in an old garage in Rollo, Missouri or by the side of the road in West Lafayette. Or hidden in a junkyard in Lyons, California. Come here. Come on, come on. It moved. Huh? 
<laughs> but you ain't gonna sell it, right? Sonny Munn offered me a thousand once. I'm gonna race him? Everybody kind of lost interest in these old hot rods. Right. How about your old Dodge body? You have enough left to bail? Sure, I'd like to see it run again. Especially against Moon. Let's talk. If you beat the Moons, it's yours. Free. It's like the old hot rods. I've seen the pictures. Yeah, every kid used to have one. I'm gonna build a car, too. Just like yours. Yeah. It's looking good, Lefty. What kind of engine you run? <laughs> Rubber band, I guess. <laughs> My first engine, too. Don't wind it too tight. Won't start. This just came in over the CB. Schoolhouse Road is happening. Get on down. K-A-R-Z! Sprout Marston's doing a root beer. Johnny. All clear! How much are we going for, Brian? Hundred dollars a gear. Calling all cars, calling all cars, leaving a big mug and heading your way. Here come the cops. Let's get out of here. Let me remind you, folks, to be sure and listen to the Hurricane Dangerous on KARC Radio Free Lions. Takes a lot of strength to depress this clutch. This car can get away from you. How come none of these local guys never let you take the wheel? They were afraid it would get away from you. Can I see your driver's license, miss? All right. <laughs>
Thought I'd give the Nationals a shot. For once. Yeah, go for it. Treat, you know. Thought I'd see how I did with the big boys. I don't care so much about the Muns. This isn't a beat down. Yeah, I know. I just want a fair shot at winning. Thanks for letting me drive your car. You can't break it any worse than I can. See, the secret of street racing is a mystery to most people. But I gotta figure it out. It's pretty dangerous. Do you want to hear the secret or not? Sure. When it breaks, you build it again. It blows up with a four-barrel car, go do quads. That blows up injected. Fix it fast. How far? Until it's an automatic, which is boring. Sonny Mond from Nearby Lions in the month for Root Beer Special. He's the number one qualifier with consistent top times. And Brian Edison in the Violet Spring Special, the little guy working at home. What a classic showdown we got here. The way we were and the way we are. Number one, number two qualifiers in the heads-up race. You know, something's got to give. This match has been building for weeks. There's been heartbreaks, teardrops, nuts, bolts, and prayers. Show host Robert. Run your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com and you can see us live here in the studio. If you've missed any of our past shows, be sure to check out our website, GolfStreamMotorsports.com, and you can go to our podcast page and listen to our past 250 shows. 250 shows. Because last week we had our five year anniversary. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at Nostalgic Radio and Cars and Golfstream Motorsports. 
Good evening, Bobby. How you doing? I got my son, Bobby, at the helm this evening. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Oh, we got, we're going to have some fun with some sound effects tonight. Good, 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 good. You never know what's in store, right? By the way, Radio Rob, if you're out there, you can go ahead and call in tonight. I know you'd love to. We haven't talked in a while. But anyway... Uh, we played that little clip to American Graffiti. Why? Well, you know what? We've had a number of pretty legendary 50s, 60s car guys, uh, builders, painters, customizers on the show. We've had Dr. Dan. We've had Dan Garlitz. I mean, uh, Dan, uh, Don Don Garlitz. Yeah, but he's drag racer. We had um, George Barris. We've had Daryl Starbird. We've had Gene Winfield. We've had uh, Gene Jeffries on. I mean, those were the greats. Well, tonight we have another legendary man coming on who's also a customizer, but he's well-known in the painting world, okay? So I'm going to keep that a surprise. But um, So anyway, we're going to have a great show for you tonight. We're going to have a guest. We're going to play some cool groovy 60s, 70s music. Actually, 50s, 60s groovy music, okay? And we're going to talk about some of the car stuff that's going on. Matter of fact, car stuff, car stuff. This weekend is Memorial Day, all right? And... Uh, Monday, the 25th, Don Garlitz is having a uh, car show slash salute to our heroes. So if you can make it on Monday, that's in Ocala up there, actually Dunellen, kind of in that area. And uh, Don Garlitz Museum of Drag Racing is open to the public, and they're having a salute to the heroes car show. Um, If you can make it down to the south end of the state, West Palm Beach area, for example, West Palm Beach down at the uh, South South Florida Fairgrounds, they're having a Palm Beach auto car show on Swap Meet. That should be a lot of fun. Another thing that's happening at the other end, up towards St. Augustine, is a show that I've been to once. I'd like to go to it again. I may get to it this weekend. There's a lot of stuff going on this weekend. Actually, you know what? Let me, I stand corrected on the Palm Beach Car Show. That's in September. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, there's two websites. Oh, people on dope. <laughs> there's two car shows out there. There's two websites out there that I generally try to pick, you know, some of the upcoming events. And one of its one of them is floridacarshows.com and the other one is events and car shows. Now, events and car shows kind of goes around the country a little bit, and floridacarshows.com is pretty much the stuff that goes on here locally. Now, the only way that these car uh, websites get access to the events is if people submit them. So there's a lot of events that do take place that people don't necessarily submit them. So, you know, people don't know know about them necessarily. A lot of the local stuff, like, for example, this past weekend was the 30th anniversary, 30th anniversary at Biff Burger. So it was a big turnout down there at Biff Burgers on Sunday. And um, But anyway, there's an event that's going to take place up here in uh, St. Augustine at the World of Golf, and it's called Riding Into History Motorcycle. Riding Into History Motorcycle. It's a concourse, and basically it's really cool because it's just north of St. Augustine on the left there, and it's called World of Golf. And they got there's a couple of nice hotels there, but there's this huge lake, and there's a promenade that, uh, that that surrounds the lake. And they basically have a they have a few car shows up there, but the motorcycle event is really outstanding. The uh, gentleman from uh, Barber Motorsports in Birmingham, Alabama, who has probably one of the finest and largest motorcycle collections in the country, will probably be bringing some of his stuff there. We have uh, a gentleman probably out of Tampa who shows up at our Festivals of Speed event on a regular basis. Don, uh, he will probably bring some of his motorcycles out there. So it'll be American motorcycles, it'll be European motorcycles, it'll be Japanese motorcycles. There'll be motorcycles there that you've never even heard of and names you probably can't pronounce, nor can I. But it's an amazing event if you're really into motorcycles and you really dig some vintage stuff. This is one of those rare opportunities that here in the state of Florida, and it's only a couple hours away, three hours by car, take uh, I-4 to uh, N95 North, just south of Jacksonville. But World of Golf, that particular event is is pretty outstanding. 
generally in the uh, spring is when they have you know bike week and stuff, and they have the bike auction that's generally held. It's kind of been a tradition at the university up there, Stetson University up in Deland, and then of course the surrounding areas have you know bike cruises and ridings. And you're up there off of uh, let me see, it would be 44 or 40. Uh, it's the road. It's the highway that cuts across the Florida there, kind of like goes through the uh, Ocala National Forest. And there's a lot of cruises, a lot of bike stuff, people getting together. And it's kind of a nice cruise because it's kind of old Florida. Actually, we got to have a car thing going through there one of these days because it's a really nice windy road, you know, and it's draped with beautiful trees and vegetation and stuff. It's pretty nice. It gives you kind of a, a sense and a feel of what old Florida used to look like, you know, 50, 60, 70 years ago when the roads were relatively new and there wasn't a lot of traffic down here and we weren't so overdeveloped like we are. In fact, if you are up there in in, um, in North Florida, over on the San Augustine side, you can take, I think it's Route 1 that's over on the beach side, and that is a really nice drive. That's a great cruise. In fact, uh, Tim Sutter from uh, Sports Car Graphic, or not from Grassroots Motorsports, they do uh, some rally events over there on the East Coast, and they just have a lot of fun. And again, it's it, the rallies are kind of cool because the, the collection of cars that participate is relatively eclectic. You might have a Ferrari GTO short wheelbase Prolinetta show up, and you might have a guy with a TR3. <laughs> Very good, Bobby. You're on cue on that <laughs> one. <laughs> Thanks, Artie. But, but at any rate. Uh, <laughs> but at any rate. <laughs> anyway, um, so that, that's uh, check out that. Let's see. What do we got here? Let me go to FloridaCarShows.com. We got some of the local stuff going on. We got the Wing House Benefit, which is May 23rd. That's this weekend. Classic Car Show and NASCAR Collectibles in Tampa. That's also on the 23rd. Let's see what else is going on. The Tires Plus Benefit Car Show and Bike Show, Benefit and Bike Show in Clearwater on the 23rd. Lots of stuff going on on the 23rd. Uh, let's see. Bradenton or Brandon, they've got a cruise for cancer. There's a, uh, on May 30th, there's also the Open Car and Truck Show, Palm Harbor. I'm guessing that's up there by um, Boston Market because there's a shopping center up there on the right, just north of Clearwater, and they have uh, car shows there. Uh, let's see. Then uh, May 31st, there's a charity road rally in Brandon. Oh, that sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. And then, of course, some of the bigger events. You've got the uh, Mid-America Shelby Meet, which takes place uh, the second week in June. You've got the Porsche Parade, which takes place the third week in June. You've got... Yeah, baby! <laughs> <laughs> You've got... Uh, let's see. What else is going on? Then there is uh, an Indy. There's an SVRA race and an auction up in Indy. And I think that's the last weekend in uh, June. So there's a lot of stuff going on in June. Not too much going on in Florida. Well, I shouldn't say that. There is quite a bit of stuff going on in Florida. But anyway, if you get a chance, check out the website. Uh, it's called FloydCarshows.com. There's a plug for those guys. And check out the other one, which is called Events and Festivals. And uh, there's some pretty cool stuff going on. I mean, they've even got uh, the calendar of events going on in California, St. Louis Obispo. There's a concourse May 31st. Of course, the big event that we're all saving our pennies for is the Monterey Car Week. Okay, that is the second, third week in um, August every year. But it happens to clash the same week as the Woodward Dream Cruise. Now, a real good friend of mine, Jeff, he has been twisting my arm to go to Woodward. I've been to Woodward, but not during the Woodward Cruise Week, which really it's one day. It's just, I mean, there's there's car stuff going on all for, for, the, for two weeks leading up to it. And, of course, in Michigan, you know, keep in mind, you know, we're talking Detroit now. We're talking car capital of the world and just all kinds of cool stuff comes out of the woodworks and there's just woodward avenue which was really if you look it up it was the first paved highway 
in the United States of America, you know, and it ran from Detroit to uh, northern Michigan. And um, there is a amazing car show. The problem is, is this wall-to-wall traffic, the big day is just one day. It's on a Saturday. Whereas Monterey, if you by comparison, their stuff starting on, on Tuesday, they have the concourse on the Ave, which is in downtown Carmel. Then they have the, the smaller car shows that take place. Then on Thursday, they have the uh, cruise in where they where the cars that are actually going to participate, many of the cars that will actually participate in the Pebble Beach Concourse will actually do a drive along a 17-mile drive, and they stop in Carmel for lunch, and it just gives you an opportunity to see some absolutely incredible cars. Stuff, again, you'll only see in magazines, stuff you'll only see in museums, and again, just, just absolutely outstanding cars. So they will be there, and of course the Concourse is actually on Sunday. But in the meantime, you've got the auctions going on. So you've got Meekums going on out there, you've got... Uh, the new auction that's going on out there over at the Monterey um, on Cannery Road there. You've got uh, the Rick Cole auction going on. You've got Russo and Steele. And then there's the, you have uh, Gooding's auction, and then you have Bonham's auction. And then there's, <laughs> and then there's RM. And uh, so there's some pretty interesting and incredible cars going to show up out there this year. And we're going to have a guest on here in a couple weeks. Actually, next week, you know who we have coming on? We have Steve Maniante coming on. So uh, it should be real interesting. And Steve's just uh, out promoting his new book. He wrote a book, and he's a Mopar guy. He's writing. He wrote a book on the, the definitive book on Mustangs. And matter of fact, we has this, had this discussion here a while back, and um, it was about Mustangs. You know how they talk about first generation, second generation, third generation. So we'll be we will be talking about that. You know where we are in terms of generations. The same thing with Camaro. And in two weeks, we're going to have some people on from General Motors because we're going to be talking about the new 2016 Camaro. So uh, keep in mind, guys, we're not biased here. We like all cars. We might be partial to Fords and Porsches and stuff, but uh, we definitely support. The rest of the Detroit Iron, so GM and Chrysler are definitely welcome on our radio show. So if we can get a couple of the big wigs up there, um, we're going to get some of the PR people and some of the actual designers and engineers and people who work directly with the uh, development of the new 2016 Camaro, the the fifth-generation car, and the new sixth-generation car. And we're going to do the same with Ford, and we're going to do the same with Chrysler, because we're going to have some guys come on from Chrysler. And we're going to talk about the new Hellcat. But anyway, so we got Steve coming on next week. we got some people from General Motors coming on a week after that. Uh, Corky Coker may be coming on because he's doing his big... Uh, um, he does the... NASCAR and drink <laughs> yeah. He does his big uh, great race, which will be taking place next month, I believe. So we're going to be talking to Corky, too. And so we got a couple of really, really cool people, and I just got an email back, and Jay Leno may be coming back on our radio show. So we're looking forward to having Jay on, because Jay's got his new TV show on MSNBC. So not only does he have his video deal with, uh, you know, his Big Dog Garage, but he's actually got a real TV show coming on. And, you know, Jay is probably the quintessential car guy. You just can't, I mean, I don't think anybody on the planet is, is more passionate about cars, and his knowledge in cars is absolutely incredible. Anyway, Bobby, I think we got something on the turntable here. He's got a guest on the. He's got somebody on the phone here, and uh, so without further ado, I think Bobby's going to patch me through here, and uh, we're going to talk to uh, who do we have on the line, Bobby? Oh, we're going to play a little uh, the Safaris and Wipeout. Who's on the line? R- Rob wants you to do a radio giveaway when we uh, when we get back Rob here. Rob wants us to do. A radio I think giveaway. we got one, don't we? We got a, yeah, we got yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay, we got a radio giveaway. When we, we come back. When we come back, we're going to do a radio giveaway. This is uh, to uh, commemorate our 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 most favorite number one listener, Radio Rob. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We'll be right back. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
Wipe out! This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. This is Daryl Starbird, the Bone Top King. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back, and you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And I guess we're going to do a little radio giveaway here. We've got a little uh, drum roll or music or something like that. There we go. Just like the good old days. <laughs> All right, for the... Ninth caller and eleventh caller. We got a couple of uh, doohickeys here, so give us a call here at the studio seven two seven five four one one seven four one. That's seven two seven five four one. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Seven two seven four four one three thousand. Seven two seven four four one three thousand. Okay. And if you're the ninth caller or the eleventh caller, and uh, you will have, uh, I've got some coupons here for the new Wawa store. Some discounts for some. Uh, Delicious food and um, beverages and free coffee at the new Wawa's on Gulf of the Bay. Okay, now, I don't know about you guys, but I uh, kind of like Wawa's. They're uh, nice, clean, it's uh, safe, prices are reasonable, and it's a lot of fun. Also, I'm going to give away, I'm going to include in the little coupon thing here for Wawa's on Gulf of the Bay, is you're going to get a free bumper sticker to Dennis Gage's My Classic Car. How about that? That's a good TV show. Dennis Gage will be coming on a little bit later this year too. And uh, you know we've kind of we've been doing the show now five years, so we're having a lot of fun doing this. We've made a lot of friends along the way. We've been to a lot of events, 
as a result of it, and uh, we're doing pretty good promoting it and stuff. But we've we've kind of established uh, some regulars on here. You know, like Dennis Gage likes to come on all the time. Wayne Carini likes to come on all the time. Uh, Danny Coker is probably going to be coming on this year again from uh, County Cars. Uh, hopefully, we can get Jay Leno to show up. You know, once in a while, um, that'd be great to have him on because he's probably got the most eclectic car collection uh, in the world. Okay, just diehard, super nice guy, and just a real car guy too. On top of that, uh, we're probably going to have. Let's see who else likes to come on all the time. Corky. Coker likes to come on all the time. Steve Magnante. So what I'm going to try to do as far as regulars, I'm going to try to have on the really, really cool, astute guys that are kind of in the know all the time. The guys that are either at the car shows, the guys that are at the auctions, the guys that are building cool stuff, like my real good friend Steve Stroop, who builds some absolutely incredible cars. Troy Trapenia, he'll probably come back on again. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to mix it up and have a lot of the regular guys. Because after about five years now, I kind of know who likes to come on and who likes to talk. And who's got some really cool, interesting stuff to talk about, too. You know, And we're going to have all the legends on that I can possibly fine because there's a lot of legendary guys out there that are still in the car world that still show up from time to time and you know you've got to you've got to pay homage to those guys you know because these are the guys that basically you know set the pace for guys like us you know that we can really truly experience what we've got today especially the nostalgic stuff i mean there's nothing wrong with the contemporary cars and that's really cool and that's how we need to get the younger kids involved more and more but for those of us that have been around for you know 40 50 years and you know built models back in the 60s and 70s and read magazines like the early hot rod stuff and rod and custom and car model science and model cards you know when i get these legendary guys on the on the on the air you know and a lot of these guys are 70s 80s and i'm just totally amazed that a lot of them are still with it and they're sharp as a whip and they just you know their 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 minds is crystal clear it's just their bodies just don't seem to do the stuff that they used to but they can recall everything and as long as we can have them on the show and they can tell us these great stories that's what it's all about and that's what i'm hoping i'm able to facilitate to you guys my listeners out there my audience my followers and uh so so what's up bub uh could we get a phone number here for for a phone number for our guest. Oh yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I let's, to... let's. I think we need to go into a song now, don't I we? I think we and need to play a little will, song. Uh, get get this all put together here. Yes. Get a nice little interview going. <laughs> a nice little interview. Okay. Hey, you know what? I'm slipping. You know what? Anyway, I got guys that are 25 years older than me that have more. Uh, What's the word we're talking about? You know, they're able to, uh, they're more with it. You know, here I am slipping. I mean, it's almost as if I've got early Alzheimer's or something like that. But anyway, hey, we're going to play a cool, groovy song here. This one is done by the Duels. I actually like this song. The name of the song is, because I'm a four-speed guy, it's called Stick Shift. Hey, you're tuned to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Our guest is going on in a few minutes. Don't touch that dial. Enjoy the song.
American graffiti. Where were you in 62? special one and jump into your candy-colored custom or your screaming machine, cruise downtown and catch American Graffiti. American Graffiti. Baby, what's that? It's a movie. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Go back in time. Where were you in 62? Is that you in that beautiful car? Jeez, what a waste of machinery. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're going to rock around the clock tonight. What did you say? Someone wants me. Someone roaming the streets wants me. And I bet you're smart enough to get us some brew. A ballpoint pen, a pint of old Harper. Okay, you got an ID for the liquor? Not, I left the car. You'll have to get it before. Oh, well, I... I also... I forgot the car. We're finally getting out of this turkey camp. You just can't stay 17 forever. You never get tired of going steady with somebody that ain't around. I'm up for grab. Well, that'll be the day. If I had a boyfriend, he'd pound you. Go to hell. Get your boogaloos out, baby. The wolf man is everywhere. Sixteen candles. You know Toby Juarez? We killed him last night. Excuse me, I think we've had an accident. Well, I won't report you this time, but next time just watch it, will you? I can dig it. It's one of those great old movies about romance, racing, and rock and roll. Oh, American Graffiti. Hey, what's wrong? Are you crying? I can't believe it. I don't know what to say. I'll love and protect this car until death do us part. This is a super fine machine. This might even be better than Daryl Starbird's Super Flex Moon. It is. It's better than Daryl Starbird's Super Flex Moon. American Graffiti. Where were you in 62? This is George Barris, king of the custom cars from North Hollywood, California. And you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back, and it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening and talk about legendary customizers and paint artists, okay? The gentleman that I got coming on the show here in a few minutes has had an amazing career, and he is absolutely legendary. He is not only a famous car customizer and a painter, he's also an author, but he is most importantly the founder of what you guys have seen at probably most of the car shows, probably all your lives, the famous House of Color paint. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, John Kozmowski. John, are you there? I am. So how are you doing this evening? Oh, good, good. Having fun. Uh, Building another car, trying to get it done for... uh 
our, our little back-to-the-50s thing they have going on here on the 20th of June. Okay, you're up in Minnesota, right? That's where you're at? Yeah, it's been cold here the last week. It's been, been kind of unseasonable, but uh, they said we're going to see some 70s. You're going to see some 70s, okay. Hey, now, since you're up in Minnesota, I am told that supposedly up there somewhere, I'm not sure if it's in uh, the Twin Cities, but you have like one of the world's largest car shows to take place? Um, well, that's the back to the 50s thing. I think 11,780 okay. they did last year at the fairgrounds. Four-day get-together, but it's a lot, a lot of iron there. It's really kind of a fun show, and, and all the vendors, the big vendors are there. Okay, so that's the one you're talking about. That's the, the back to the 50s, and there's 11,000 yeah. cars that show up? 11,700, yeah, last year. They're, they're trying to break the 12 number, and uh, this might just be the year to do that. We'll see. That's So it puts it... As large as the Street Rod Nationals, or, or uh, even maybe a little bit larger. Wow, that's incredible. Now, how long has that that's been going great. on? How long has this... Um, I think this one, if I'm not mistaken, is... Uh, I'm thinking 29th, but I could be wrong on that. Okay. Now, have you always been in Minnesota, or did you ever make a trek out to California for a while? Or you no, just... I did, did, did a lot of things out that way, but never lived there. Okay. You know, I mean, I, I you have to pay attention to what's going on if you want to, you know, stay on top of it, and... So I try to go from Michigan. I like, you know, I just went to the Cobo Hall show this year, which was always an astounding show. I mean, even the, the bottom is all rat rods and stuff like that. It's just crazy. I mean, uh, there were all over, uh, I think, uh, 1,500 cars in that show. So if you've never done the Cobo Hall show in uh, February, you got to check it out at least once. That's where you get the Riddler Award, you know, they do right. the grade eight. Right, yeah. right, right. Great, well, now, give us, give us a little background on yourself. How did you all, how did you get involved in cars and at what age? Well, you know, I was right in high school. I was, I started out with motorcycles. Uh, I really liked motorcycles, not, not so much the Harley, because, you know, we kind of considered the Harley a uh, back road bike back then, you know. We used to kid about the parts flying off and stuff, but <laughs> it's come a long ways. Uh, anyway, that progressed uh, into my first car was a 1940 um, Chevrolet uh, business coupe. Didn't have a back seat. In 1956, I had a 56 Chev V8 in that uh, with a Buick three-speed. You know, they said get the old 1936 Buick tranny because you bore, you ream out one hole and it'll fit on the bell housing of a 55 to 56 Chev. And this was in '56. Um, I put a Pontiac rear end in a 1950 Pontiac rear end and drove drove that for a while. It was that was my first. Uh, and they said it was the second V8 Chevrolet engine swap in Minnesota. So, but they were getting popular. I don't think the the junkies knew what they were worth. I remember buying that engine with a complete bell housing for two hundred dollars. Um, he didn't didn't know what he had. You know, I mean, it was it, that all changed. <laughs> what was the car culture like? In Minnesota, back in those days, I mean, oh, I tell you what, this has always been a car community. Uh, we got these long winters; everybody builds themselves a warm shop to get inside and and uh, have something to do in the winter that keeps you active. You know, uh, over the winter, we started on this one that I'm building now, a 34 Ford two door sedan, uh, on December 14th, and right now we've got it full heights, independent rear suspension, fully polished, uh, polished drive shaft uh, heights. Uh, super ride front end. We put a Ford in a Ford, which is not an easy thing to do. I mean, this is a 351 Windsor that Myron Cottrell built for me at Cottrell Racing Engines. It's. Uh, I said, keep it conservative. I want 300 horse on the street. We got a B&M uh, AOD tranny behind it with a 3.0 gear in the rear. Uh, with the tire size that I've got at about 1950, 100 RPM, I'll be doing 70 in this thing. 
Um, I got the radiator from Be Cool with the dual cooling fans. It's really a setup. I mean, all hand-built for the car. It's hard to build a 34 because the grill shell and the radiator are your core support, and that has to be just perfect or none of the other parts fit, you know. So we put power windows in it. We custom-built the dash. We put into air conditioning from Vintage with defrosters. Uh, power windows in the front doors only because the rears don't really go all the way down. But it's full-fendered, uh, and then we put the ultralight wheels on it, so... I think this thing is going to be the finest riding hot rod I've put together. It's going to very, be fun. Very cool. Let me ask, now, is it a steel body or a glass body? Oh, no, everything. It's an original car. One of the finest I've taken paint off of. We stripped it down to bare. I mean, even the factory lead seams, man, they were so good. I thought the A-team put this body together. I mean, they're pretty amazing coach work on the old Fords. Uh-huh. But this is the finest one I've ever, ever taken apart. Where'd the car come from? Out west? Believe it or not, Austin, Minnesota, which is down right near Rochester. No kidding. Um, and the guy that I got it from brought it up here in 1960 and put a 283 in it uh, with a Muncie four-speed. Um, he had a 50 Olds rear end in this one, too, in that one at the time. And he had that built in 1960-61. And uh, I, I, I drove it for a little while that way, but nah, I wanted I wanted something better, so that's what this turned into sort of it's just me and tebow everybody thinks i've got a a huge team of people and we do everything here except upholstery i mean we built our own exhaust on this one which was kind of elaborate sent it out and had it ceramic um and headers and then where you run in the fast fuel injection which is a learning process um it's a four-wire hookup kind of a thing but it turns into a little more than that when you get into the computer stuff and you know i'm not my son's a software engineer, but, you know, I go the opposite way when it comes to <laughs> computers, you know. So uh-huh. He's building he's building uh, what he calls, you know, um, cafe racers with old Hondas. That's his hobby. Oh, really? So software for a living and, uh, and build uh, cut-up old Honda motorcycles that he takes all apart and builds. So he's having some fun, too. Well, I have Machines a de- are fun. Working with your hands, you know, you never get tired of it. No, no, and it's very gratifying, you know, because when you're when you stand back, you you created something. Exactly. I mean, from you look at the way, and I always take pictures. People forget, but it's fun to take pictures of something what you before you get going into it, and then have a build book. We we do a build book on every car we build, just to keep track. And you know, I don't think anybody realizes unless they built their own car what what it takes to do it. I mean, not only financially, but if you're doing it right, I mean, even going to the junkyard and and buying used stuff, it gets it gets spendy to do it. Now you're uh, but, you're kind of an old hot rodder, so take us back to like how the whole House of Color thing came about. And did I say uh, it right? Is it House of Color? Is yeah, that House of, House of Color yeah. paint, or is it just? Yeah, it, that became the brand. Okay, that's it, the it brand. It was a body shop to begin with. I ran the body shop. Um, you know, for I bought Tom's Auto Body out is how it all started. Uh-huh. And uh, we had a fire there right after I chopped my uh, 58 pickup. I don't know if you've seen that. We took four inches out of it, and nobody would cut the windshield because it's a wraparound windshield. They had to grind it down, and they said, we'll grind it down. You pay for the belts and our labor and any breakage. Well, they broke seven before we got a windshield in the thing, and they've got new ways of doing it now, thank heavens. Uh-huh. Anyhow, when when that fire happened, it took all the window glass out of that truck. 
because of the heat. They said the shop went up to 350 degrees like an oven. But those things happen with paint shops if you're not careful, and we really don't know how it started. Not another story, but I moved across the street, and we everybody told us that the lacquers were going to be discontinued. The nitrocellus lacquers were going away. And that's how we made our candies back then, because the nitros were made with an acid-based resin. And you could take any pigment, the tuladines and some of the best pigments in the world, they would dissolve in this resin. I mean, you didn't hardly have to grind them. So the colors were unbelievable, but many of them were bleeders. But the ones that we loved, you know, like the DML-31 from the Ditzler Brothers, you mix that in fortifier or intensifier, and it made a beautiful wild cherry candy. And then we'd mix our bases by buying bronze powder uh, and mixing that into and, and you had to use it that day or it would gel overnight because of the effect of the bronze on the acids and the resin. So you couldn't keep anything. You had to mix what you were going to use. and Well, then they said it's going away. They're not going to make it anymore. No more lacquers. So everybody panicked. I thought, you know, here I am, a custom painter, and now I can't get the good stuff that I'm used to using. We all know that it never lived. The problem with it was as it aged, it got more brittle. And within here in Minnesota, we would see weather checking on a, on a job that had more than 10 coats on it, which was easy to do back in the lacquer days, and it would not last. And mainly because we found it was because of the primer was also nitrocellulose lacquer-based, which also had the capabilities of cracking. So that added to the millage that would crack. And I remember Nobby West worked for George Barris and just for a summer, and he went out there with his 59, brand-new, 59 Chevrolet hardtop, and he wanted something done with it. So George said, well, look, let's round the corners of the hood. Let's take those ugly little grill things in the front and fill that all in and make a nice, smooth piece out of it. And they went out and got um, taillights out of a station wagon, and it was a Chrysler product. I can't remember which one, but if you could find them today, they said they're about $5,000 a pair uh, for these taillights. Well, anyway, they fit almost right into the same place as the 59 taillights. And then George had one of his painters, and I, I've been told many times that it was painted by, um, uh, I can't think of his name, I will, though. And anyway, the car came back here with this beautiful nitro candy apple red paint job, and we both happened to be in a show. I had a 34 Ford five-window that I was showing, and he was there with this Barris-built 59. I mean, back in the day, you know, it was absolutely gorgeous. What a, what a gorgeous paint job it was. And, of course, we all looked at that thing and drooled and thought, man, it, it really looked like the candy apple. It was, there was something about that nitro. Well, anyway, we're at the show. It's 20 below zero outside. So they told Nobby and then myself to get in the doorway and let the cold gradually, you know, cool your car so it doesn't shock the paint job. I don't know how it happened, but me and Nobby wound up at the same gas station fueling up. And, of course, we both left the cars running because it was 20 below zero outside. And he said, John, what's that noise? I said, what? I don't hear anything. He says, come on over here. He had the motor running, and I heard this noise, and I'm looking at the hood, and the cracks are the longest cracks you've ever seen, almost from the front of the hood to the rear. The heat from the motor was coming up and warming the hood, the 20 below zeros on the top of the hood 
was causing the paint to not be resilient enough like the current paints of today would move with that, this stuff shattered. I mean, you couldn't see the car uh, a year, not even six months later, there wasn't a place on the, on the car you could lay your little finger that wasn't shattered. Guess what happened? This year at the, at the, at the big Gopher State timing show, someone found the car, restored it, painted it candy red, and it was here at the Gopher show again, resurrected. No so kidding. What a time span that was, like a, you know, a 30-year span, and it's back and looking good. Did Amazing. You, did you invent, I mean, were there any particular colors that you invented, I mean, that you came up with? Like Basically, what I did was I came up with the more transparent candy colors. Okay. Uh, that was back in the early, mid-60s, I think. So like a transparent... A long time for people to understand what I was doing different, but okay. I wasn't using any filler solvents. I mean, I wasn't using any diluent. Uh, I was using pigments pure. I didn't put any iron oxides with them. Uh, like most paint companies use a small amount of iron oxide in every coating uh, to, to cut the cost of the amount of pigment, they, of the organic pigment, which is man-made. Uh, if they use earthbound pigments, the cost is like $25 a pound versus the man-made organic, cheapest probably being $75 a pound. But by using some of the earthbound pigments and mixing them with the organics, you can get the coverage much faster, but it adds muddiness. And so one of the first things I did was completely eliminate using the earthbound pigments, the, the iron oxides. And that made a huge difference. In the, and, and I asked my, my chemist advisor, hey, why don't they all do this? He said, cost, John. You know, they can save lots of money doing this. And I said, well, is that all I got to worry about is that it's going to cost me more to make it to make it more pure? And he said, yeah, that's it. It's money. I guess a lot of things boil down to that sometimes. So if you if you have the two cars side by side with the two different types of paint, your paint and then the other paint, is it would the average person be able to notice a difference, or only an expert like yourself? Uh, it depends on the color, because some of the colors are deceiving, mm-hmm. and there are a couple of earthbound pigments that are not bad. Um, you know, they're not they're getting better all the time. I think, but. Um, yeah, I, I could always see that difference. You know, it's the grayness, or the dirtiness that comes from a lot of pigments. I, I did a color that was called uh, Blue Blood Red. Now, you can't get a blue tone by adding blue to red. And any painter knows when you add blue to red, it's like putting black in it. It dirties it right away. But I found a pigment that had a blue tone built into the pigment is the nature of the pigment. And when you smear a little of that out on a tin lid, you can see a kind of a purplish-blue trail around it. And so you put one of those cars, you know, a car painted with blue blood red next to some of the other red cars that are in the world, and it stands out in a crowd. Yeah, no question. That's, that's interesting. I didn't. I never really realized there was that much of a science. But this afternoon, when you know that I knew, you, since I knew you were coming on the show, I went and listened to some of the tutorials because you're actually you go around the country teaching people how to paint and use proper I've colors. Been, uh, I've been doing seminars now for 35 years. Um, I think my biggest crowd was at Retton School in Seattle of 405 people showed up. But I, I don't just talk about it. I paint in front of them. Uh, I think if a guy came to one of my seminars that had never picked up a paint gun, he could go out of that three-hour seminar and feel comfortable enough to begin playing. So, I mean, it's there's uh, the techniques that I've 
learned the hard way. I mean, remember, I remember when I was young, and I would ask the painters, the, the painters that were famous to me, hey, hey, will you help me out? Tell me how you do these things. Nobody would ever tell you the truth. Nobody. I got steered wrong by people that I thought were my friends, and basically they were protecting their their careers, I guess, is the way they looked at it. And my feeling is when I started making my own paint, I used to lie like everybody else when I was just a painter competing with other painters. But when I started selling them the paint, I can't not tell them how to use this stuff. And so I gave away secrets. I got a lot of anger in the beginning with my teaching because a lot of the painters were mad that I was sharing secrets that are hard-earned. You know, but I my point was I had... I wanted successful painters. And I've had so many painters come up to me and say, I got in this business because of you. I went to one of your seminars and saw how this is done, and it's so much fun. You know, in the beginning, I it was never about the money for me, ever. It's never been my, my thing. I just love, I love the work. I like taking something that's a dreary piece and, and making something beautiful, making a piece of art out of it, you know. I don't think the thrill or the joy of doing that ever goes away. It never goes away for me. You know, I mean, I'm 77 years old. I'm in the shop. I'm building three cars right now. I got a 70 GMC pickup, three-quarter ton that I loaned to one of my employees back in 96, and he, he rolled it three times. And uh, I, I bought it back from the insurance company, and I put it in storage for 18 years. I just took it out. It's time to put it back on the road. And Vintage Air gave me a front-runner set up for the front just as a donation to get the original shop truck back on the road. Uh, that was an amazing gift. I mean, uh, he's such a great guy. But uh, anyhow, we, we put in Vintage Air in that one as well, and then I've got a 34 Cabriolet uh, original all-steel car with a ramjet in it. And uh, I started on that thing about five or six years ago, and I keep building cars around it. Um, I think it's its turn uh, so that's the, that's the next goal after this two-door sedan. Are you still a traditional hot rodder at heart? Um, you know, I have modernized. I You know, I have friends that chastise me for going to independent suspension. and, and st- But uh, that on this cab- uh, Cabriolet, for example, it's got a beam axle up front uh, and, and a four-bar in the back, not independent. Uh, so, But having driven both, you know, I've I've learned by having so many hot rods that it's more fun when the car is fun to drive. And I put power steering in this two-door sedan as well. Uh, they say hot rodders never put power steering in, and especially in a Ford conversion because they're extremely tough. They give a trophy here for the best Ford in a Ford. Um, obviously, the Chevrolet motors are easier to change out, you know. Doing the steering on this one was took me three days to engineer it. I'm proud of it. I think it's beautiful. But I love doing that stuff, you know. I mean, I think it's just creating, like you said earlier, there's there's some real joy in putting something together with, and we're always saying around here, what would Henry do, you know, like like he would build something like this, you know. I think it's going to be a great little road car. I'm excited about it. Well, like you said, and like we both agree, you know, it's the gratification. You can stand back, and there's that feeling of accomplishment and that success, you know, that you did something and created it. It's just like your, it's like your little baby. You nurtured it, you know, and... Well, Denny Heapy, a friend of mine, has been done a lot of work for Detroit people. And he just built a hand-built '56 Chev that you wouldn't know what it what it is. Uh, he told me a car isn't a car until it's got 500 miles on it. So you really put all this together, and now you got to go out and prove it. 
that it's going to work, that it's going to do what it's supposed to, you know. What's your thoughts on uh, on the rat rod uh, theme nowadays? I mean, are you cool with that? You know, you know I'm, you be- I'm really, I really, why I'm for it is because it's an economical way for kids to get involved. Okay. I mean, what we're seeing today is, you know, there's lack of interest in in, in some of the old stuff and some of the nostalgic stuff. So, you know, that saying of take a kid to a car show is like try to get them excited about doing something with their hands or even working on their own cars, learning how to keep them running, you know, understanding what makes them go. It's all good. So I think, yeah, it's really, it's a good, I've never knocked it. I mean, I know they're not buying any paint. <laughs> what they do is they put clear over the rust. They just buy some clear lacquer and paint it over the rust to show the patina, you know, and all that. And I think that's cool as well, you know, because you can, acetone will take that off and then you can think about where you're going next. That's the way I look at it. It's like a stepping stone to something fun that you can get into cheap and and get the thrill of a hot rod, you know, running around in something different. And, uh, you know, but keeping it safe, that's the big thing. I just uh, got Heights just helped me out on this rear end. I had the original puck-style uh, uh, emergency brakes on those inboard discs, and I, mean, I never liked it. I thought those pucks could fly out of there and, they said, look, we'll upgrade you, get you the new upgrades, which have, like, little little discs and pads on each side. So now I've really got an emergency brake, and that's part of the safety features that sometimes the rat riders like to forget about. I just like to say, make sure you can stop that thing. You know, a lot of them don't want to run front brakes. And, you know, on a motorcycle, you get that 70% transfer to the front brake, and there's people that are afraid to use them on a, on a, on a car. When you got that mass going, and you try to stop with just the rears, all it does is skid. You know, you don't really have the stopping power. So I, I just warn them on certain things and a good tight exhaust system so, you know, you're not breathing those fumes. The carbon monoxide, yeah, exactly. Well, John, do you have a website? Because we're just, uh, we're almost up against the clock here. So uh, do you have oh, a website? Yeah. No, How do I people find out really, about you? I, you know, I don't really. Uh, I should have, I know, but I think you can look me up just by... John Kosmoski through House of Color because I've got a there's a bunch of stuff that uh, Valspar there's the company that purchased House of Color for me uh-huh. and they're uh, they're the ones that have put some things on there so um, you want to see the latest build uh, just go to SEMA uh, 2013 and my name okay and I built a 41 Olds Club Coupe it was kind of a fun build. Was that the red one? But yeah, I wish I could. Yeah, just get on there with the House of Color site. There's a bunch of stuff, and uh, they show some of the things that I've done. Um, like I say, it's it's about just having fun, doing what you love. Well, I'll tell you what. You're legendary. You've you've showed a lot of people the way. You've shared your talents with everybody. I mean, you you know, people have a lot to be thankful for. You've been in all kinds of magazines. Uh, you're a regular at SEMA. Uh, like I said, the Cobo Hall, you know, in Detroit. Um, you're just a really neat guy, and I'm 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 glad you had a, a chance to come on my radio show. I'm I'm very thankful that well, you could make it. Thanks for having me, and I'd like to wish you and the crowd out there a, a happy Memorial Day weekend. Absolutely, you too. Well, I want to thank my very special guest this evening, John Kosmowski. Did I pronounce that right? Kosmowski, call me anything but late for dinner. Okay, there you go, Kosmowski from <laughs> House of Color, legendary painter, legendary car customizer. Uh, world-renowned. I mean, if you get a chance, check with your local body shops, or not your body shop, paint shops, because he does go around the country doing seminars, so maybe they can catch one of your seminars, right, John? 
Yep, still doing them. Yep, this year we've got a bunch planned. So Okay. Well, anyway, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Be sure to check out our show every Tuesday. Tell your friends. We're here. Don't forget our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. If you missed any of our past shows, be sure to check out our podcast, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. In the meantime, see you some of the car shows. Stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. school, but there's a fella in there will pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDTF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. Bring on you out!